You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Food feature. So this afternoon, we are talking about spices. Um, because we have this absolutely cold weather at the moment. And one way of just bringing in a little bit of warmth is um, to use your spices quite strategically. Because when the temperature drops, it's time to head to the kitchen, I think, to make a really hearty, warming meal. And a great way to warm your food is through some skillful seasoning. How to use your spices, that's the focus for today's food feature. And using spices for cooking food has become increasingly popular because of um, the flavor, but also the health-enhancing properties that we now know more about. So that's what we're focusing our food feature on. We're looking at when and how to add spices during the cooking process um, for that dish to just taste as authentic as possible. Because randomly adding spices without an awareness of their effect on the dish may actually lead to a flavor mishap um, and it might discourage you from experimenting in the future. So let's join Adele Stichler. Um, that's Adele Stichler van der Vesthezen joining us now, chef and MD at Prulith Culinary Institute to guide us, to give us a guide on how to use spices. But we'll take your questions too if you have very specific um, questions or issues you want to raise pertaining use of spices. Adele, good afternoon. Thank you. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's uh, fantastic to be back and especially to be talking about spices on such a cold afternoon. Yes. <laughs> um, I was talking about how it's easy to, to get it wrong. Um, and if you order your ingredients wrong, particularly your spices in that order list, that it can go horribly wrong. So each uh, um, spice plays a certain role in a dish, doesn't it? How would you summarize that aspect of using spices? It absolutely does, and it can go incredibly wrong if you have got the wrong spices. And so quite often we find that the spices are quite a cultural thing. So certain spices belong to a certain type of dish and um, to a certain kind of you know cultural diet and food, and, and it's their way of flavoring. And so you know that is usually the way to look at what belongs and what goes together. Um, there's the saying that what grows together goes together. And so if you look at the regions and the world and what the ingredients are, that's always a very good guide of what are the kind of spices that, that would belong to to this area and therefore to the food. Mm, wow. Um, and so what does that tell us? What does that guide say, especially when you say which spices grow where and which food? Is it still back to the culture and the people and how we use it? Yes, yes, it is. You know, for for example, you would find in European Christmas biscuits that there's dry ginger being used, but mm. fresh ginger, on the other hand, would be used in a Thai green curry. Um, and so, you know, it's 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 always a, I, I think, something to first taste and 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 understand the strength of a spice, right. and then also understand its context, um, because that is what. Um, what what quite makes quite a difference in in your dish and whether it belongs or not and whether who its friends are, <laughs> um, you know, because they quite often work in teams. You know, we look at our beautiful curry pastes and flavors, and they all support each other so well. And 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 for that, you really want to know what are the ingredients of that specific region. 
Yeah, um, I love what you're saying because it means that we also have to know the forms that the spice is going to present in because some spices come whole uh, and then others are ground. So if it is a ground spice, say cumin, for instance, or if we're going to talk coriander, uh, you would use it differently and you can expect it to have, a, a di- because of the processing and uh, your usage of it, that it will give you a different side to it. Absolutely, absolutely. But if I can just give a guide and say, mm-hmm. as far as possible, buy whole and grind yourself. Really? It's going to last the longest and you're going to get the most amazing flavors out of your spices if you are grinding them yourself. So for us as well, um, you know, in professional kitchens, the rule is you buy whole and you grind to order the amount that you need because mm-hmm. you get then the freshest aroma release um, and you get absolutely all the, all the flavors. Nothing disappears before. Um, and so it also keeps much better than ground spices. Sure, that's a lot of work. <laughs> not, not, no, not, not, not if you've got, depending, depending on what you're doing. If you have, if you want yourself the pancake stand at the local site, you're not going to be grinding cinnamon. Yes. You're going to be binding the ground cinnamon. But, um, you know, if there are small quantities, you can buy spice grinders on, on the shelves now easily. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not too expensive. A mortar and pestle if you, you mm-hmm. know, need to get a bit mm-hmm. of anger out and, you know, work the arms a bit. Yeah. Um, but, but the difference that it makes in flavor. Yeah. You know, once you've done it, especially if you're making spice blends like dukkha or, mm-hmm. um, you know, even harissas and you make it with your own whole spices, you, you'll never go back. We'll never go back to the ground stuff. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking of all that elbow grease just to get it down uh, <laughs> to the right kind of fineness with the pestle and mortar. And sometimes, you know, you just have 45 minutes or so, 45 minutes to an hour or 30 minutes to, mm. to just whip something up. But uh, great advice. So how do we store it if it is ground, if we have the ground sort? Always airtight and in a dark space. Um, all of the beautiful aromas and the volatile compounds of our, our spices are in the oils. And so the same way that you would be storing an oil, you need to look after your spices, which is also why, you know, you shouldn't be buying large quantities, buy small quantities because they, they deteriorate. You know, they don't get better. They're not like wine. Um, they go the opposite direction. Mm. And so small quantities, um, yeah, are very much airtight as much as possible. And you know, the, the, the beautiful thing with spices, we're saying now you've only got 45 minutes, but um, you need such small quantities. Yeah, know? I was going to say, now that you're talking about small, small quantities, quantities, is it true that, that less is more? Mm. Yeah, so, so it's not, um, I've got a little more from people than, you know, yes, I'm a professional chef, but you know, I'm also a, also a wife and I also have mm. a 45 to cook um, at night and that, you know, just having that small mortar and pestle and I've got a tiny little pan one of those one egg pans and it works perfect to toast my spices quickly before I um, yeah. add them to anything. Yeah, so when cooking though, I mean, sometimes you hear that less is more, I guess when, you, when you've when you grounded yourself and you've just released those flavors yourself uh, maybe that mm-hmm. adage would be true because a common belief when cooking with spices is to uh, that it's to make the dish uh, spicy, then you need to, to up those volumes. But if you want those subtleties, I suspect that you would have to be a little bit on the, you have to hold back somewhat. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think cinnamon there, for example, is a, is a good example. You know, you're going to get that 
you know, too much of the ground and it's going to taste like aftershock. You know, it's going to have that fireball taste that's going to be very strong. Um, but when you're doing a very mild poached pear, you want to put a whole stick of cinnamon in. That's just going to give those fragrances and those soft kisses of cinnamon, you know, the sweetness of it almost, um, instead of the, 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 the powerful flavor of it. And, you know, it's the same with, with, with chili, with any of your spices. You know, the, the stronger relief you want, the finer you're going to grind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the fresher your spices, the more aroma you're going to get from it. So if they've been in your cupboard for two years, hey. you don't expect the same punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if we want hot versus spicy, what should we remember with those two? Because you'll find people who do enjoy flavorful but not necessarily hot. Mm. So spices can really be divided into your, 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 your hot and then your, your sweet spices, which quite often, and then your earthier spices. And so hot really is something that you're going to get from uh, your chilies. Um, it's got, your, it's got the, the, the enzyme capsaicin in, and that is where heat really comes from. So when you want hot as opposed to fragrant, you're going to be upping any of your hot chilies um, because that is where you're going to get the increase in in flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So chili is your best friend if you want to up the heat, but for for flavorful, absolutely. yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you want to up the up the heat, it's the the, the, the burning one, and we we're programmed to to do uh, sense the capsaicin really as heat in the body. So no other spice is going to give you the sense of heat um, mm-hmm. because it's related to, to capsaicin specifically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that is how you achieve the heat in a dish. And what about uh, the conditions that release these flavors, ide- the ideal conditions, as in at what stage of the cooking process? So again, here, it's, it, it, it depends on whether you're going to be using whole or whether you're going to be using ground. Mm-hmm. But for most spices, they need some time to cook. There's nothing worse than, than, than the flavor of raw spices or the taste of raw spices. Um, you know, they, you always want to start off by toasting your spices. And very importantly, none of them are the same size. Um, so they should be tasted separately. I know that that's a bit of a, you know, if you've got time and lots of love. But if you're making a kilogram of sugar, it's very worth your while to toast your um, toast your coriander seeds separately from your, your cumin seeds because they never reach the peak of perfection in terms of toasting at the same time. Mm-hmm. They're different sizes. They've got different amounts of oils. In, and so you want to start by toasting spices um, to release those aromas. Don't just throw them in raw. Um, I know that, that my mind mother-in-law would, would make a curry and then just stir like a tiny little spoon in, you know, sometime in the in the cooking process. And, you know, it was so mild, it almost looked like it just had turmeric in. Yeah. Um, and so you don't get that full release if you don't taste it. And obviously with a ground spice, it's very careful because they're going to burn very quickly. Mm-hmm. For most of them, in the beginning of the cooking process, something like a garam masala, you will be adding a little bit towards the end of the cooking a curry process um, as well to, to, to just get those last floral notes. Um, but for most of your spices, 
Ekia in the beginning as opposed to your herbs which are more fragile which you'll quite mm. often add right at the end of cooking. Mm. Oh, we need to remember that one. That's very key mm. uh, with those herbs. As mm. you say, they're quite delicate. Um, here's a question, mm. a brief one, and it says um, please ask your guest why so-called chicken spice tastes so good in beef, I found out by accident, and vice versa. Are there rules to this or can I go with whatever tastes good to me that comes from tea? It is, there are no rules. And I think that that's the thing is about tasting. You know, we've got lots of recipe books and we've got um, suppliers that are trying to suggest to us that we must use this for that. But personal preference and using your palate is the most important thing. If it works for you, then that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It's quite often just classic combinations that work with ingredients um, where, where, where producers will call something a chicken spice because these are classic as we mentioned, some of the classic flavors that work very well in the flavor profile with um, with your specific dishes or ingredients. Mm. But um, you need to be happy. But just do bits at a time and make sure that you know that you that you're happy with the flavor. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, which comfort food are you making this weekend, Ada? Oh, my goodness, the list is long. <laughs> but there's definitely curry, there's chicken curry happening. There's definitely chicken curry happening in this weather. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a family favorite with us. So, uh, yeah, that's lots of spices in there. You know, some of them the big ones. Also in the rice, the beautiful cardamom in, the, in, in your rice to steam it and give it that floral perfume um, when you're cooking your rice, not just in the curries. There's lots of spices to go in um, in all of that. Mm, mm. Well, have a wonderful one, uh, a warm and cozy one with lots of hearty food. Thanks, Adele. Thank you. Same to you. Wonderful. Bye. That is just a little guide. Things to remember when cooking with spices. Adele Stichler van der Veste is a managing director at Pru Leith Culinary Institute.